What's up, all of our boggies out there? It is episode 29 of Your Brain on God and part two of our interview with amazing Tracy Brown. In this episode where we've been diving into what it means to live whole, we're going to be focusing on Sabbath, worshiping, delighting, and resting, and how those practices can uh, bring us into healthier mindsets, a healthier way of living, healthier relationships, all that good stuff. So enjoy part two of this episode. I kind of want to talk about, um, you know, you said like three kind of crucial things before we started recording and like three things that kind of like changed kind of your, your life, you know, and it was like the idea of Sabbath. Can you talk a little bit about that? Like it, a delight play. What were you talking about in that? So I love, um, understanding what Sabbath is about because when I worked backwards, I was like, Oh, that's what God actually walked me through as a framework for my whole life. Um, and pe- people will say, you know, like P- Pete Scazzaro talks about Sabbath and the, the crucial components of a Sabbath are rest, delight, and worship. Mm-hmm. So if you take a Sabbath, mm-hmm. you you run everything you do on Sabbath through that lens. Is mm-hmm. it rest? Is it delight? Is it worship? Right. right? Yeah. But I think that, that that is a beautiful framework for like a, a spiritual formation process uh, towards health towards becoming like jesus Mm -hmm. you know being like jesus and doing what jesus does real quick can you talk about some just to clarify formation because you use that term a lot and you you define the difference of what you meant for me and aaron before we started recording right but can you talk about we talked about the difference between formation versus yeah um and and jefferson bethke talks about this really beautifully lots of lots of authors are talking about it but um for for me it really is um helpful so western culture we live uh sort of a goal oriented lifestyle Mm -hmm. which means we're on a linear path with certain steps that get you to a goal and that goal means i'm finished right Mm -hmm. that success i'm done i can put that process away and that sets us up for failure way more often than not. Um, a formation instead means uh, it's more of like a circular piece. Mm-hmm. And it really means I am going to come back to the same places over and over again, which is beautiful permission, right? Because I don't know about you guys, but I find myself revisiting things in right. my healing yeah, journey yeah. all the time. And before I had language about formations, I would get so frustrated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would be like, I have done this work. This is <laughs> this should I, be done. <laughs> I did yeah. this. I healed that thing. It's right, done, right? right? But that is not human life. Mm-hmm. And it is so destructive in some ways, right? To go, um, once I get here, I'm finished. Instead to go, um, like one of the scriptural pictures is um, uh, shepherds would lead their sheep up a mountain like this to, mm-hmm. to or a hillside to like get fresh pasture. But like, so they would revisit the same point on the hillside um, just at a higher right. elevation, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, just for people who aren't watching the video, she oh. was. She was bringing her hand in a circle. Her yeah. in a circle. Sorry. So Doing going a around, yeah. going around the hill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes I, I think of it as, go, I, for me, it usually feels like deeper instead of up. Yeah. Right, <laughs> right. Healing often feels like you're going down um, into something deeper than it does feel like you're being elevated to something. But so now I go, okay, 
Um, the, the example that Jefferson Bethke gives is like the difference between saying, okay, my goal is to run a marathon. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna run a marathon in, in six months, right? If you don't run that marathon, you didn't hit your goal, obviously, right? right. You're a failure. Hmm. You hmm. failed your goal. If your formation is I'm gonna be a runner, mm. it's about a thing you're gonna be, who you're becoming through the process of what you're doing, then if you get up and run two days a week, you're a runner, right? Mm. You're in a formation of becoming something. Right, right. So you have a way higher chance of success. You have a lot more self-compassion. Right. And it and it puts you in a lifestyle rather than a, uh, a short-term process. Does that right, help? Right, right, right. Yeah, so it's about the process of being. Yes. Rather than right. of accomplishing something. Yes, right. yeah. Because then you actually you actually create something in you rather than like achieving a goal, which is almost more life giving as well. Oh yes. Because then you're actually like you don't just get done with the marathon, then you're like oh, I'm done running forever. You know that was the worst yeah. thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean it's like I actually this is who I want to be, so I'm gonna take a go on a journey that, and it also you're able to usually fulfill those little goals a lot, a yeah. lot, a lot more. Where you're being instead of doing. Yeah, right. you know, exactly. Being a human being, not a human doing. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Very good. And there, there is some doing in it, right? Always. Yeah, but yes. it, Always, you're yes. framing it through the like, who am I becoming? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the driving piece. Who am right. I becoming through the process of what I'm doing? It mm-hmm. helps for creatives. Like, who am I becoming through the process of what I'm creating? And for me, I, I always go, okay, well, I want to be come more like my rabbi like jesus right Mm. and scripture says like be perfect as he is perfect right if you put that in the western goal uh, like framework (laughs) it's so discouraging right because you're like i'm just different i'm (laughs) never gonna get there right i i'm Uh never gonna be jesus but if i'm in a formation where it's like continually be Mm-hmm. come mm-hmm. you know as he is mm-hmm. then every time i respond with love or patience instead of frustration right. every time i notice something beautiful in nature that that turns my heart toward god mm-hmm. every every then those are all like little wins right mm-hmm. and it's yeah. all like micro momentum towards the ultimate goal of looking like jesus yeah it's like uh getting down on yourself for like some sort of spiritual practices or something yeah. like that like you know it's like i didn't read right. my bible like five times this week for an hour each day you know and right then, and then getting mad at yourself because you have these goals like in a linear way you know yeah and the other day actually like the lord the lord started to speak to me um and i think i'm more of the knowing type yeah. of prophet, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where I like, I get like a sense or like an, yeah. a knowing. Um, but when he, when he speaks to me, but it was almost like, cause I, that morning I'd like woken up tiredly, like just like so sleepy. And then like, I literally like was like passing out, but I turned on my Bible app <laughs> on my phone and was just like reading through Matthew. And I don't really even remember what I read cause I was half asleep, yeah. but I was like, I just want a little bit of Jesus before I go into work. Cause I had to go into work like so quick or whatever. Yeah. And I was in a meeting and I was talking to everybody. And then for some reason, like Jesus just loved on me. Like he was like, he's like, I loved like you sleepily con- connecting with me. Right? And I was like holding back tears, like in the meeting, like trying to, <laughs> trying to, trying to function, you know, because yeah. it was, it was this, um, like you said, it was 
it was this goal of like of being with him. I want to be a person that connects with him. Right. I don't want to be a person that reads the Bible five times a week. Right. I want right. to be a per- I want to be a kid who yeah. like who yeah, like is yeah. like I just I just want a little bit of time with you before I go. You know yeah. like and the, and even those like little goals that allows you to accomplish that and then that's what m- who I am yeah. rather than something that I've been yeah. been doing. You know. And it yeah. changes the way that your mind interacts, like your mindset around who God is too. Because mm-hmm. if you right. if you go okay god's only pleased with me if i read my bible for an hour a day five days a week right Right. you have like a pretty warped view or or a limited view i should guess i should say not warped limited because god would be pleased right if you read your bible five five days a week an hour a day he'd probably be like great job that's awesome like good job kiddo yeah he even loves that when we do create goals (laughs) you know but but it's limited because he's also the god who wants to show up as jesus in your meeting like man you read you read Matthew <laughs> yeah. when you were so tired. Yeah. Like, good job. You You're know? so sleepy. You Aaron. Do, I really <laughs> love you. And, and, but like, that's a piece of Jesus's heart that like I want everybody to experience. Yeah. Like, yeah. it brings tears to my eyes because you you get a fresh revelation of mm. God's compassion, right. and patience, mm-hmm. and like what a good parent he is. Right. I'm saying a lot of P words and I can hear it in my head. So I'm like, <laughs> sorry. So, you might be a pastor, <laughs> a pastor <laughs> a parent with all those pertinent yeah. P words. <laughs> Alliteration is fun. Yeah. So, but you it's do. the only way to communicate the kingdom. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, but you do, you get, you then you break out of a place of like, Jesus is this like stodgy old guy who just, you know, like, is saying blessed are the meek blessed are the poor and then you become you get to go like oh man god's heart through jesus was to see people realize that in their worst moment like in their spiritual poverty they're already in the kingdom yeah like welcome into the kingdom you're already in it because you're super poor you have nothing to give me you can't put anything (laughs) on the table macarius congratulations welcome you're part of the kingdom right did you you say macarius yeah who's that Makarios is a is a word. Uh, it's it's the word that uh, used for blessed in oh, the Beatitudes, okay. right? And it mm. really is more of a um, a congratulatory like salutation. It's mm. it's not so much like God blesses you when you're poor. It's like it's more like. Hey! <laughs> like, hey! Like, for those who are hey, poor, like, like hey! Yes. For those who are persecuted, <laughs> it's like Fonzie. Yeah. Yeah. Hey! Hey! Yeah. For those who seek out yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's awesome! But so, like, but it is. It's celebratory, yeah, and it's yeah. a it's a welcoming right. celebration word. Like, mm-hmm. and and it's like the door is wow. has already been open for you. Welcome and you, in. You're mm. already welcome here. In fact, you're already in it. Right. And so anyway, I know I'm wow. kind of off topic, but the, this is this is why it's sometimes it's hard to talk about wholeness because it is all interconnected, right? Yeah. Because then then when you go, okay, I'm going to move out of a goal-setting mindset into a formation, right. suddenly a whole new experience of God and Jesus opens up right. to you. Yeah. And you see his patience and all mm-hmm. those things and you know his compassion and his grace and his mm-hmm. and his long suffering and right. you know? <laughs> and you don't hear things like um you know when he says like how much longer do i have to be with you right you don't hear him say it like that anymore you hear like this 
this parent parental like oh guys <laughs> we've right. talked about this so many times right and then you go oh man the disciples were in formation right yeah right. yeah you know and they had to change their minds too they had to move out of a religious goal setting right like, and then there's so much permission in that right mm -hmm. <laughs> so, right that uh, what came to my mind when you talked about that moving from goal setting setting to the formation mindset i can picture um people going from, okay, my goal is to be formation, have a formation mindset. Yes. And now if I don't have the formation mindset, I've failed. Yeah. You know, right. I'm like oh. still being stuck in kind of that yeah. kind of thing, but it really is so much about uh, letting go. Yes. You know, yeah. and um, yeah, maybe in, it could tie into those things with like the mind, the heart and the body. And what really is it that we're trying to, yeah. why are we trying so hard right. to move from something to something else? Yeah. And how do we just sit and be? Because right. that's all God God wants us to be, right? He's right. calling us to be something, mm -hmm. to be someone, to yeah. who we really already are. Yeah. <laughs> but that's all He wants for hey. us before He hey. <laughs> yeah. before He wants us to do You're anything. In. You know, right. He's yeah. just pleased with us right. as right. as being. That's what like read those blessings, mm -hmm. right? Like read them in multiple translations and hear what Jesus was actually saying. And I, I taught a class on it, and it just changed like so much for me because. I learned things like the the phrase, the verb that gets used when it says he opened his mouth and, and poured out his heart. Like there's mm. a verb in there that means, it basically points to the fact that this is what Jesus was, he was talking about it in that moment and also always talking about it. Mm, so like the mm -hmm. Sermon on the Mount wasn't mm. like a one-off. <laughs> like these are the things he was te he, he all taught the time. all the time. He yeah. was just like this was the core piece of Jesus's ministry. Wow, mm. was, and and it was just what was always flowing out of him, right? Mm, yeah, and um, and so then then you go, okay, so that is helping me go. Okay, he's always reminding us there's permission to be practicing, right? And right. That's, so practice is a great word too. Yeah, remember right, yeah. like formation and practice, right? So many of us have grown up perfectionists, mm -hmm. right? And goal setting tends to lead to that. Mm -hmm. And it's all like uh, pretty contrary to wholeness and health, I think. Right, yeah. Um, perfection is actually really contrary to excellence in a lot of ways too, people don't realize. But um, so yeah, give yourself permission to be practicing. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, you know, uh, I've done, I mean, I did a couple of word studies once in this, and you know, talked about being perfect as I am perfect. Yeah. And, uh, that word could also be translated as complete or yeah. as whole. Yeah. Be whole as I am whole. Yeah. Right. And that helps it helps change our mindset. It's like, yeah. oh, it's not about doing everything to the T. Right. Yeah. It's about being full and complete. Yeah. You right. know, as a as a person. Yeah. Which is that was helpful for me personally when I realized right. that. Yeah. Right. Oh, it's not about trying to be perfect in the sense that I would typically think of perfection. You know, right. scoring hundred percent right. on yeah. my test. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But it, it's about being full full you yeah. know and like having that wholeness oh it's mm -hmm. so good because it, and then what happens is at least for me is it moves from like a directive to an invitation like mm -hmm. be yeah. perfect like me mm. to like come be whole yes. like i am yeah. like get closer and and learn and become and and draw near mm. right like yeah. i hear all those things in an invitational tone mm. i don't know yeah That's it's crazy so how those subtle shifts though 
in thinking, you know, about God or about how Jesus is saying certain things or even the word studies on, on those words. Like even understanding like the, Hey, yeah. you're in. Macarios. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Macarios. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, it sounds like a Harry Potter spell. Anyway. Yeah. Macarios. <laughs> Macarios. Wingardium <laughs> Leviosa Macarios. Okay. Um, but, but how knowing those things, like we, we read our Western mindset, yes. you know what I mean? into those things yeah. and it's like it's like i'm only blessed if i'm like poor in spirit you right. know what i mean right. or I, you know yeah. or i have to be pure in heart now the goal is to be pure in heart right. so that i can see god right. and it's like he's like he's like no it's like yeah. pure in heart see yes. god you know yeah. like that that's a total different that's a totally different shift you yeah. know what i mean yeah. to be able to see god which yeah. i you know yeah we we are going all over the place but no it's good because yeah. you need you need some of these even uncovering some of these foundations of how we view these yeah. things. Yeah. And that is like a lot of the hard work is, is the process of uncovering. And I think that's what Jesus always was doing was uncovering the way people were thinking, yes. the way people yeah. were seeing. And he's like, he's like, I'm Lord of the Sabbath. They're eating grain. Like, you know, they're hungry. What are you talking about? He's like, he's like, you guys wouldn't jump into a pit to save a sheep on yeah. the Sabbath. You're so worried about the Sabbath. He's like uncovering yeah. all these false ways of yes. how narrow their focus has gotten into or, or, who God is and what what's required of them yeah. and in being perfect that they did miss excellence before God right. that their right. sacrifices actually weren't accepted before God right. because of their perfectionism or because right. they felt like that so so it's almost Jesus was constantly doing this work with people oh yeah. and and you, like you said with the beatitudes constantly you know, sharing and redirecting. And then the disciples are constantly like, what do you mean? What are you saying? I still don't get it. You know what I mean? Right. He's like, I was just reading how Jesus is like multiplying bread or whatever. He's talking about the yeast of the Pharisees. And they're like, where are we going to get bread? He's like, yeah. how? You know? yeah. He's like, I just multiplied bread for yeah. 5,000 people. Before. He's like, how many baskets did we have guys? Yeah. Like yes. you're going to be all right. Yeah. You know, but they constantly needed this reminder and this uncovering, you know, work done in them so that they could see the kingdom of heaven, which always was, at hand. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it, he's like the kingdom's here. You know what I mean? But he's constantly like pulling off scales yeah. off of their eyes yeah. in constant reminders in love. Yeah. To 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 draw them into being able to see in yeah. a kingdom way. Yeah. And I think that's what the journey of 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 living whole is is constantly coming back to that place of saying like oh like I just need another scale ripped off or God uh -huh. you know show me this thing and then having the courage to have God be like okay you want to see this stuff like yeah. Yeah. okay let's like bring you into the storm and I'm going to sit on a mountain and just watch you struggle yeah. for you know for hours and then I'll come out in the water and, yeah. and you can come out in the water with yeah. me you know what I mean and even that was terrifying because right. they're like it's a ghost exactly yeah. I mean I, I think about Aaron and I have talked about this a lot um, my, my husband Aaron yeah um, in Exodus, I, I love Exodus as like an allegory for emotional health and healing mm. and, and whatnot. And someday I'll write that book. But, you know, <laughs> you see these people get delivered out of slavery and, and we, we tend to read them and, and be like, man, they blew it over and over again. But if you look at it through the lens of compassion, like these are people who don't really know God yet and mm. have lived their entire lives for generations in slavery in a, in a system where there were like really bad gods who did all sorts of terrible things, right? right? Yeah, right. And demanded sacrifices and stuff. And now they're following this God that is their mm. God of their ancestors, but they don't really know, out into the desert. Right. So when they're like, you brought us out here to kill us, I no longer hear it like, Rah. I hear like, oh my God, he's really, I, we made a mistake, you know? Mm. 
And so there's this moment in Exodus when it says God invited everyone up the mountain right. to yeah. share yeah. in a, a like a covenant meal, communion right. basically. Mm-hmm. And all the Israelites stood back in fear, right? Except for Moses. And my favorite translation says Moses drew near to the darkness. The darkness. Yeah. Yeah. I love I it love. because that people don't realize right. like that is the mm-hmm. healing process right. in so many ways. And so yes, you need courage. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it's huge. And you have to go. Okay, that feels dark and scary. I know God's in it. <sighs> here we go, like I'm gonna walk into that place, right. you know? And yeah. a lot of people are gonna stand back from that. And mm-hmm. and they may go in later, they may never go in, but you have an invitation all the time. Right, yeah, that's so, good. Yeah. Okay, now that we talked about formation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know, because I guess it's always something you yeah. can be talking about, yeah. right? Right, right, right. Um, back to Sabbath. Yes. To So your Sabbath practices for modeling that for a living whole yes Mm -hmm. yeah so um for me you know the list that i read is rest delight and worship but god kind of walked me through like worship delight and rest Mm -hmm. as that was my spiritual formation Mm -hmm. through the past several years because you think that there's a different importance no just that was uh, he he was kind enough to me to not go you have to learn all these things at once (laughs) <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Like, he started me with worship. So I went through the forest fire in 2016, and then I would go to worship nights at, at Centerpoint, mm. and I would sit in the back, and I would just, like, weep and grieve and right. worship. And that was where God met me over and over again. Mm. He would come and meet me in this place of worship. And then that grew into, like, okay, I can worship you in my grief. I can worship you in my joy. I can worship you in my boredom. I can worship you, in right? Mm. So I learned then to to it gave me a practical um way to go okay i feel this i'm experiencing this i'm gonna seek out worship in that place you know and Mm -hmm. then that that reminds me your god i'm not um and that's a big part of sabbath is is remembering he's god i'm not Mm -hmm. he's in charge and he's big and i'm i am (laughs) his daughter i mean i yeah yeah i I hesitate to say i'm big you're small (laughs) yeah (laughs) because then people get like you made me feel small but um so what's wrong with being little i know right yeah (laughs) yeah so worship then launched me into uh, like creating a lifestyle where i understood that i could really be in worship a lot of my time, Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of my life. Then I started to go, okay, when I see a feather on the ground and God's telling me, you know, you're covered under my wings and and Mm. covered in my feathers, and that's a way he speaks to me, or I see a yellow leaf and that's God saying, like, I'm here, I'm with you, or this one bird that shows up, you know, And, and it reminds me of this one experience I had where God had made a way, right? All these things, that's worship Mm. too. Because then I'm going, God exists in everything, all the time. He's yes. always speaking. Mm. He's all, his intention for Everywhere. me is always good. And there's mm-hmm. so much more going on mm-hmm. than I have capacity to right. understand at any given moment. And it, oh man, yeah, it's so good. Like that that worship sense, because we hear worship and we're like, oh yeah, songs, yeah. <laughs> songs in church or something yeah. like that, or singing hymns, or yeah. and, but but worship is like is seeing God in everything, and then right. worshiping like worshiping like what he you know not yeah. worshiping what he created but worshiping him it, it, through it, creation yeah. even or, or being in awe being in wonder i yeah. i love because we just did a, a bible study on this it's like fresh in my mind on like proverbs 30 
and it's oh, this guy like Ager or whatever. Ager. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, I think his name actually means uh, one who is brave enough to pursue wisdom. Wow. That's what Ager mm. is. Shoot. Wow. Which I thought was super cool. So it's like the words of one that is brave enough to pursue wisdom. Wow. <laughs> yeah, really wow. cool. So um, one of my students taught me that. He looked it up and That's I was awesome. like, you're my student. Okay. <laughs> wow. So cool. Anyway, but there's this, this line, I think it's in like verse 15 and 16 or, or 17, 18, something like that. But he says like, he says, uh, three things amaze me. And so you have that wonder imme- yeah. like immediately. Right. And he, so he's talking about wisdom, but he's talking about wonder, yeah. right? Like wonder is like almost step one to wisdom, you know? So, true. so he's saying like three things amaze me. No. Four, I don't even understand. And he's talking about like an eagle that flies through the sky. Yeah. A snake that's slithering on the rock. A boat that navigates its way through the ocean. And a man that loves a woman, you know? Yeah. And um, and I was like reading commentaries on stuff and they're kind of silly. But, it, <laughs> but, but my students, they had actually better commentaries than anything I read, you know? But we were, we were just talking about this guy is literally seeing and hearing God through noticing an eagle in the yeah. sky yeah. and a snake on a rock and a boat that's going through the ocean, you know, and, and the way a man loves a woman. And he's like, I don't I'm in wonder about this. It's amazing. It's like, yeah. I worship you, God, for the snake that somehow he doesn't even have legs. Right. You know? Yeah. How is this snake climbing these rocks? You know? Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. An eagle, it's like, he's just flying through the sky. What? Yeah. You know? But but it's almost like this foundational wonder yep. of, yeah. of being able to worship God and then in that worship, this wisdom coming through that. Oh, and yeah. It, yeah. And I just think that's that's incredible. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's funny because you'll hear people be like, well, don't over-spiritualize it, right? And and I I have to usually go, no, I'm going to spiritualize it. Like, because God's in everything right. all the time. And I remember hearing, I think it was at a, a seek night maybe at, at, at Centerpoint, but somebody was talking about quirks. Have I talked about this with you? Oh, like, like little in quirks. Space, Not like, like yeah. quirks. No, quirks. Quarks. quarks, quarks, yeah, and so all all of everything is made up of quarks, right? And right. they respond to vibration, like the sound. Mm. So really, all of creation is created consistently through sound. Which to me, I'm like, that means God is like singing, <laughs> yeah, my couch together right now. <laughs> whoa, <laughs> like, whoa, you got. But seriously, think about that. <laughs> Like yeah. your ha- your hat only exists because God's like Aaron has a hat. <laughs> like okay, it's funny, but 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 realistically, so but like people are like, is- I gotta go. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, but no like, I, I I actually am amazed. Yeah, that's insane. Like, who is this God? Right, right. Who's right. like knit you together in your mother's womb maybe that's like more accessible language right because it's well, scripture but. i think you know people would say like that's weird but you have that same guy Agar or whatever and he's like he literally says that in the verses before who is this god who holds the wind in his fist right right you yeah, know yeah. it's like well that's kind of weird you know what i mean but he's like that's yeah. a guy who's seeing a god who holds the wind or who sings my couch into being <laughs> yeah you know it's I, like well, what's the difference that's bible it, you, know? <laughs> you, you do and that's the thing though because then you get to, to delight Right, right. Right. Then you get to go, God. Right. Like, wow. I and my mm-hmm. husband does this beautifully. Like he he used to teach in, in a, a creative class and he would have everybody go outside and stand and look at a tree and go like, wow. 
and everyone's super uncomfortable because we right. hate to live in delight because there's a cynic inside of all of us that wants to be like, it's just a tree. Right? right, it's just my couch. Mm -hmm. And instead, like delight frees you from a spirit of cynicism, man. Right. And a cynic mm -hmm. like will will find themselves down on the floor faster than anybody else, I'm mm -hmm. telling you. Delight will get you like into the throne room so fast. You're just like, right. whoa. Right. And then and then there's a you know, Jesus promises to teach us how to live freely and lightly. Mm -hmm. Delight is a huge part of that right and mm. god delights it's all over scripture god delights you right. want to look like yeah. god operate in delight man right. you want to look like jesus carry mm. the oil of joy you right. know and so then then so I, I you know he walked me through a process of learning a worship lifestyle and heart posture really more than anything then that led me to a place of i can function in delight in the right. world mm. and not in cynicism and, and that has all sorts of tangents we could go on where it's like, it's easier right. to love people. It's easier to assume positive intent from people. Right. It's easier to, to, to experience who God really is. Mm -hmm. then, then the hard one for me was he was like, now you gotta learn how to rest. Because <sighs> anytime I was doing something, mm -hmm. right, then I, I felt like I'm an active participant. I, I matter, you right. know? And then he's like, now just be. Mm. You know, just be and and let me love you. Mm. And I was like, is there somewhere I can hide? <laughs> you know, and then I read that there isn't in scripture nowhere mm. I can hide from God's love. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. Um, and and rest will bring you up against, you know, into tension with culture in many, mm. many ways. Right. Um, but it is such an important part of uh, of a formation life, mm -hmm. a life of formation, because again, it it's helps you then to slow, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, I, I love that like athletes, like elite athletes have a slower resting heart rate than, mm. than the average person because they've used a certain kind of, you know, they've, they've their muscles just are more efficient, right? right? And, and they are able to rest really powerfully. And then that then feeds what they do. Rest is a part of recovery. It's a part of of growth. Mm -hmm. You know all those things. But more than anything else, it facilitates a pace. At least for me, I'm just right. talking for myself. Mm -hmm. It facilitates a pace out of which I can operate in delight, worship, love, and health. Mm -hmm. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So those are like. Yeah, those are obviously crucial things that that God led you into. Like, and obviously those, like you said, they lead into so many different tangents of what that actually looks like. Yeah, you know and you're I mean? talking. I'm talking about like years, right? right. Of just right. letting God form me through worship, and then and delight. Delight. And I'm still in the process of being formed in rest. Right. And again, it's not a linear thing. No. It's like I finally right. got to rest. You it's know, about formation. Right? It's about yeah. like you're constantly in worship and in delight and growing yeah. in in all of these areas and sometimes you're just you know yeah. resting or sometimes two of them are partnered you're like resting and delighting yeah, and, and your delight is your rest and your worship is yeah. And, yeah. and your rest is worship you know like that and on the stuff. flip side i'll be like man i have forgotten again that when things get hard i need to worship mm. like you know and and then but a formation is good for that because i'll hit a certain thing mm. and it'll trigger oh i haven't i haven't been living out of a, yeah. out of a heart 
posture of worship. Mm-hmm. I got to go back to that and hear the things I've learned previously. Let's do that more deeply this time. Yeah. yeah. Let's can we talk about embodiment of those three things? Yes. So you talked a little bit kind of about worship. Um, you gave some examples about you know when you just see you see a, a feather on the ground and that's <laughs> mm-hmm. in that in that moment you turn your attention to God and yeah. you realize, you know, what I love a, a definition of of worship or one of the translations of worship with the words that you use. I don't remember which word it is in Hebrew. But it means to kiss toward. Oh. Like to give affectionate attention to, mm-hmm. you know. And I think in those moments of worship, maybe that that kind of looks like that, like yeah. giving affectionate attention to God yeah. throughout yeah. the day, throughout right. our life, you know, absolutely. stopping and wondering like, wow, God, you're so amazing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, and then you moved into delight or is there mm-hmm. anything else you wanted to say on no. worship with? So with delight, can you talk a little bit about what that looks like embodied? How do yeah. we embody delight? So one of the one of the most powerful pieces of delight embodied is play. Mm. And this is a tough one for a lot of people. It, they'll kind of be like everybody clams up cuz play is for kids, right? But um, Tricks is for kids. <laughs> but it is so much a part of who we are created to be. And um, and play is a really simple embodiment tool for a lot of things like, you know, moving out of survival mode or mm. um, or telling your physical self you're safe mm-hmm. and and cueing your body and your mind and your heart that you can um, live lightly, you know, yeah. and even like practice play will move you out of perfectionism faster than a lot of almost anything I can think of because mm-hmm. you can't play perfectly it doesn't even make sense <laughs> wow. right there, there is no perfect in play, yeah. perfect right. play yeah. <laughs> I, I've had so many people come up to me after classes and be like so what's like the process like what are the steps for play and I'm like I don't have anything for you to right. give you like a perfect way to walk this out wow. it means you have to get with yourself and with the Lord mm-hmm. and like so when I was really actively pursuing this it looked like hacky sack okay (laughs) I learned to play hacky sack it was really powerful like um because it's I I I learned like my wingspan you know like Uh I learned I could reach this far and my leg would go out that far which for me meant I was connecting with my physical self in a different way you don't realize like you just think all your all your buds are hanging out playing hacky sack but they're they're actually healing um (laughs) <laughs> you can throw a ball like it, it it should be um for its own sake play like that's the big piece it should be mm, for its own sake for its own sake yeah do you that's think good. do you think competition so say there's no you're saying there's no perfect play but for me <laughs> he gets really close to the mic i yeah let's I have talk to about really competition close. let's talk about competition <laughs> you know like i love play mm-hmm. um and i have been more and more um, but especially this last month, like surfing regularly, um, slacklining regularly, so playing tennis, like, uh, just, just playing. Yeah. Right. But I love competition based play, you know? Yeah. And so that could be like, yeah, like, yeah, I, I, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> totally. Like cause it can still be an area where it's like, I'm getting better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, Oh man, my serves are going to get so fast, you know? Ace. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I want to crush you in this game, you know, or like slackline falling off and being like, like still being like an angering thing. Now, 
Okay, now, so you I don't it still gets me in my body. Yeah. I l- absolutely love it, yeah. right? But there still is that maybe it's just that aspect of I'm learning how to play absolutely. and then just like enjoy it and be playing tennis and even the competition can be I'm growing and I still have to learn how to not hate myself if I'm <laughs> yeah. not that I actually hate myself because I'm a perfect at it. But <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, what what I'm trying to get to is basically um, is that is that play? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah it is play. It's just you have to work yeah. through that too. You got to start where you are, for, right. You know, and that that's a huge part of my process too. I mean, because you are retraining so many neural pathways, right? Um, I mean, I'm sure you, uh, you guys have probably talked about like myelin and the way that when you use a neural pathway, myelin like coats that neural pathway and, and it, it makes it like, like super fast. Right, it's like the freeway. You're taking the scenic route every time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And you that's a conscious decision when you're playing right. for a while until that becomes the, mm. the path that those those um, signals want to take, right, you know? Right. But I did the same thing, and I still do. Like, I would miss the hacky sack, and I'd be like, Gah! That's what I was saying. <laughs> you know? And, and my friend finally was like, so why do you think you do that? Right. <laughs> and I was like, okay, why do I do that? And you know, it's a good question, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I took a minute and I was like, I want to signal to you that I know I failed. So you don't have to tell me I failed. Because <laughs> oh, that's, that's way more, that sucks. I don't we want- We into this? That's yeah. some good, that's some <laughs> you good self-awareness. You had like deep questions. And, that's some uh, self-awareness. But like, oh my gosh. So then, but like that was a beautiful moment for me because I got to go, I can't be vulnerable yet there to let someone mm. else tell me like, hey, you missed that, right. you know? I, I wanna show up to everybody. And then I then I realize, oh yeah, I over apologize. I show up and I go, that's my fault, I'm so sorry. I did mm. this wrong, I missed this thing, I'm so mm. sorry. Cause I don't wanna have the vulnerability and the, build the trust of like letting someone give me feedback. Mm, right. Wow. I already know I was wrong. You don't, I don't want you to yeah, tell me I was exactly. wrong. Exactly. Yeah. It's a, it's a defensive mechanism, right? If I signal to you through my physicality, like, mm-hmm. oh, dang it. Like I'm already beating myself up. You don't have to do it. Wow. wow. I, yeah. I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. Right. Yeah. And so then, then, okay. So this is why it's slow. Then you have to go, I'm just going to hold that awareness that I do that and not like get mad at it. I'm not going to like beat myself up over that thing. I'm not going to try to. Um, punish myself out mm-hmm. of that process. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna invite myself into a different thing, right? And I'm gonna mess up a lot because mm-hmm. I got a highway in my brain right. that says protect yourself, signal that you know all mm-hmm. that stuff, right? Right. And so you're building multiple formations all at the same time, right? And self compassion is a formation. Let yeah. me just tell you, like that will take you a long time right. to build a new formation of self-compassion. Right. So so look at it like every place where you're quote unquote failing at playing, which right. is not a thing, right? <laughs> it's just an invitation to get curious. Right. Mm-hmm. So use, use curiosity about those things and go, okay, that doesn't feel like who I wanna be in mm-hmm. when I'm slacklining. Why am I doing that thing? Right. You know, mm-hmm. what's under that? Well, yeah. Let's think about it. Someone's watching me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I just Does fell that, off in front of this person. Yeah. yeah. Right. Does I want make, them to. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. You're covering no. your throat. Right. I know. Right now. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I feel like so <laughs> nervous. <right now. laughs> 
<laughs> I actually, anyway. No, no, I meant. No, no, I, no, I didn't I mean right now. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I actually was right yeah. here. So he I was, was like, am though. I, he I was, was like, am I covering my throat? <laughs> I'm all way too yeah. self conscious. Well, let's move on, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Stop. <laughs> before we move past play, what do you do for play now? What's what does play look like for you? Yeah, it's such a good question because because it's not a huge part of my life right now um, because I I have fallen out of my formation if I'm being totally mm. honest um, because the pace of life has changed so much and uh, other formations have taken precedence mm. um, but I do know I need it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm living yeah. in the awareness that I have to reprioritize it. Um, my husband and I will throw the baseball. Um, cool. That's cute. Because it, that in and of itself, like when you when you play cooperatively, this is the other piece of competition. When you play cooperatively, even if it's um, like competitive co-op, like hacky sack is competitive co-op. Right. You're working together towards towards something, right, to keep the ball up. Mm -hmm. But you also don't want to be the one to let it fall, right? right. So there's, but cooperation releases oxytocin, oxytocin, which is the bonding you know okay, chemical yeah, yeah. the love and affirmation right and so that's another benefit of play you just i didn't know cooperation did that yeah cool. play, cooperative play cooperative play will build okay. those those um that neural pathway and release that yeah thing. right because it's it bonds you right so um, I'm just thinking of so many times, like playing with my girlfriend, like <laughs> playing and like we're just pissed at each other. <laughs> like I'm just thinking of all these times like playing and I'm just all like competitive. Play, play. Dude, we just get so competitive, and then it's like, but then it's like almost like playful hate. Yeah. If that makes, <laughs> where it's like I literally loathe you right yeah. now because I want to destroy you yeah. so bad. But then she, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Abby. But she'll uh, <laughs> she'll she'll like shut down because of of play sometimes yeah. you know what i mean mm. so I, i'm just thinking through all of these different things yeah. i think you i think we really do need to like learn how to become like a child in play but yeah. but yeah yeah anyway i don't want to go into all of that but right. we, wow. maybe we could talk about it afterwards yeah but, for sure but and, it's it's definitely a, an aspect of it that's right. like yeah kids get co-op or uh competitive too so they don't, get competitive don't, don't I, I would bad. cry when i would strike <laughs> out it's like <laughs> i was playing but for but sure. what it still does though is it gets us like immediately in our bodies you know yes. what i mean like right. i yeah. love I, I, I just love the feeling of being out like and now because I've been doing it we like I need it yes like when I got home last night I was like I just need to do something because I, I didn't get to play tennis I didn't get to go surfing this morning like I need to go on a run like yeah. I, I need to go play mm. I need to be physical like my body's like yeah. my body's literally craving it yeah wow, so yeah. so that's like a that was like an interesting feeling Isn't so like, cool? I went on a run and like these runs have been super like I get in like this present mindset you right. know what I mean I'm trying to be like the, the most present I can be in like a run and like not even thinking about where where I'm going or whatever right. or like exhaustion just feeling my body hit yeah. and stuff like that it's just awesome but but it's so good it to is. and I need that yeah. for me because I'm up here a lot totally so right. you gotta like, drop you gotta drop I have I have to get back in this thing because yeah. that's where that's where I operate best from yeah is like is is from body for yeah. sure right. yeah I think that like uh, so throwing a ball, uh, that's a really simple place to start. Totally. You know? mm -hmm. you, and if you're if you don't have anybody to throw a ball with, it can be really fun to go throw dirt clods. I learned that from my little brother. Oh yeah. Like <laughs> especially yeah. if you can throw dirt clods at like a tree and watch them like pow, 
like explode. Ex- explode. Oh, me and Aaron you know? have done that together. It's oh, fun, yeah. right? Cooperatively. Yeah. <laughs> cooperative, <Okay>. cooperative throwing. <laughs> you have. We used to do that all the time. We just go in a field, find rocks or huge dirt clods and chuck them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And look at the bond, right? Right. You guys have. Look at us. Yeah. I hate them. <laughs> That's why we're sitting so far apart. <laughs> yeah. Just put me in the middle. It's cool, guys. Yeah. I'm a mediator. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I mean, can you help? Yeah. <laughs> we do that That's really why you're here. We really just wanted to wrap this, this up talking about yeah. <laughs> Aaron's relationship. <laughs> but go go look at like little little kids. Right. Go mm. okay, I watched a little kid the other day throw like big rocks into a pond. Like and I got like happy off of Delight, it. Delight, yeah. Because yeah. it was just like the sound the booge that right. a that a right. big rock makes into the water. Uh-huh. You know, go skip rocks. Go you know, it doesn't have to be super technical. Right. Just doing it for just, its own sake. Just do it for its own sake. And if it feels stupid, you're probably doing it right. Like if, if, you feel, <laughs> right. if you're just starting and you feel dumb about it, that's because culture has been telling you that play is for, you know, kids and, right. it's, and it's not useful. And, and why should you right. be doing it if it's not useful, if you're not making money off of it, if it's not a side hustle? Like, OK, can you talk just just for a quick second about you said it releases oxytocin. Yeah. Can you talk about some of the other benefits of play? You said, mm. like, we talked about getting in your body oxytocin. Is there anything yeah. more? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, play play is um, is a way to, um, it moves you out of perfectionism. That's a huge mm-hmm. benefit, right? Because there's no there's no perfect way to play. Play will help you, um, it, it actually helps your mind. Okay, so, you know, do you remember, like, back in the day, you, you guys are too young. Back in the day, laptops had to defrag. So you would run this process yeah. in your laptop and it would find like empty gaps and it would like consolidate information right. and stuff. Play is actually a process where your brain is like defragging in the background. Mm, and, wow. And um, same with rest, but it happens differently. Um, it also like it, it, if you really just let yourself participate in play, you are a part of a countercultural revolution in a lot of ways. <laughs> right. Really, truly, like I have holy defiance written on my table and tattooed on my body because I feel like that's an invitation for our generation of mm, Jesus to followers defy. to defy culture, wow. to defy Egypt. It is an embodied way to say I'm not a slave. Wow. wow! I yeah. can play. I can Jeez, play. Jeez, Tracy. <laughs> oh, my God. So That's good. You really have to. Can you just say it's an embodied way to say that you're not a slave? Yeah. Wow. Wow. I think that's play. the big, Honestly, I think that's the biggest benefit. All right. It's the good same, night. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Dang, that's it's, awesome. It's the same with rest. Rest will do the same thing. Right. But, yeah. Let's, let's talk about rest now. Yeah. So embodying rest. What does that look like? So rest is, it's another one where people will say like, what's the process look like, right? Is is this thing that I do that I sometimes also make money off of rest, right? Um, No. (laughs) Real Sabbath rest is supposed to be a little uncomfortable. Meaning it's supposed to remind you that you are a limited human being serving an unlimited God. Hmm. Meaning you are not not in control. You're not even like that. I'm going to get myself into trouble. You're not like so vital that the world can't turn without you. Like you're right. not the one right. singing. You're my not cou- important. You're, <laughs> right. The world will continue. Yeah. Without <laughs> you're, you're not the one singing my couch into existence. My, yes. couch, will, <laughs> or my, my couch will not cease to exist if, right. you, if you don't come. Yeah. But but that's it. And, and so, OK, 
consumerist culture and and the slavery mindset will tell you nothing will get done if you stop. Mm. Right? Like you're a part of this massive machine. And so you matter and you don't matter at the same time. And that creates a cognitive dissonance in your mind where you're like, I'm so vital. I can't take a sick day, but I'm so unimportant that they will replace me tomorrow if I die. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. Rest then goes, okay. Wow. Neither one of those things is true. Wait. (laughs) That's a dark feeling. That's a dark. (laughs) Yeah. That actually is true. But it's very, very true. No, no, no. I think that is so, so true because it's the the fear of losing the job keeps us working harder and harder and harder and harder because we think, well, if I stop, maybe they won't see me as valuable. Or if I stop, maybe I maybe my value, my invalue will be exposed. Right. And now then I'm just going to be replaced. Yeah. But if I keep working. I still am not good enough, you yeah. know. It's like this this relentless cycle of right. needing to do things, right. but it doesn't actually get any get. It, my it's, life it's doesn't pointless. matter, Tracy. No, that's not true. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm like having an existential yeah. crisis. That's <laughs> what I do. If I die, yeah. they're gonna replace me tomorrow. Yeah. But my something my uh, one of my old friends used to tell me, um, and he was involved in leadership with me uh, a few years ago in college. And whenever I would get stuck in my head about something or beat myself up about maybe a bad decision or I feel like I wasn't doing leading well, he'd look at me and he'd say, Daryl, you're important, but you're not that important. <laughs> you're, he'd look at me and grab me by the shoulders and say, you're a big deal, but you're not that big of a deal. Right. <laughs> and it's a good reminder of, yeah. of just, right. just that. Hey, like it's, I, could, I add value, but right. at the end of the day, I'm not the thing that makes or breaks it. Right. You know, right. It's like things will go on without me. I can take a break. Yeah. I can stop. I don't always need to be trying to make things better. You know, it's okay for me to find some time to rest. Right. And right. That's yeah. healthy too. It is super healthy. And, and, you know, we should do it. We'll do another conversation sometime about, you know, industrialism and, and how it's, in, <laughs> how it's in the educational system. And that's why we've all been conditioned. To, <laughs> yeah. we'll, do, we'll do a conspiracy theory. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Conspiracy theories with Tracy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, part two, yeah. it goes living hole with Tracy and a conspiracy theory. <laughs> With Tracy. Everyone's like, I don't know if I believe the first one anymore. Yeah, I'm not sure I'm going to listen to the rest of this. Yeah. Well, it's mostly because I have a heart for education reform. But, and yeah, because totally. the current educational system was built during the Industrial Revolution. So there is yeah, a lot. Yeah, and of I've, that. Heard a, I've heard a lot about those, maybe not a lot, but I've heard, I've heard, yeah. um, you know. And, and at that time, how that affected people, things. most people were being taught to be factory workers. Right. And so, yeah, there's and a lot. That has to, built into this culture of don't rest. Exactly. Because you're a yeah. part of an assembly line, right? Right, right? And if you think about an assembly line, you are irreplaceable as long as you're on the line. And the second you're off the line, you're replaceable. Like it's right. this weird. So that's what I mean Jeez. when I say there's a cognitive dissonance we all live in. Rest pulls you out of that cognitive dissonance. Hmm. And cognitive dissonance is a terrible thing to live in. Yeah. It's, li- it's like, people, you know, gaslighting is like the, com- the, the, the catchphrase right now. It, it feels that way, right? Like where you're like you're questioning your grasp on reality, right? Because you're like, I am important, but I'm not important. But I am, but I'm not. Right. It feels like I am, but it also feels like I'm not. Rest goes. Oh, I'm not defined by that role. It breaks the system. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's not a matter of of either of them. You right. know what I mean? Like you're yeah. you're stepping out completely of this like constant need to contribute or yes. not be contributing or whatever. Right. It's like it it kind of 
it's it's like what we talked about in, in the self forgetfulness episode. It's like it's not thinking too much of yourself or less of yourself. It's just right. thinking about yourself less, you right. know. Right. So it's like you're you're breaking the entire cultural system, right. whatever system it is. You know, we're all probably a part of some sort of system that's controlling something yeah. apart. You know, <laughs> but true. but you get when you rest. It's like it it is that it is another one of those holy defiances. Yes to to like nothing's on me you know yeah. what i mean like and i'm not controlled by the system and it puts like it puts power like back in the hands of of people you right. know what i mean to actually mm-hmm. decide uh to decide those things almost right. like this this my life is not going to control me yes you know or yeah. like or the system or right. <laughs> you know or even my even my mind and the crazy you know things that i have about perfectionism or i have to get this done or right. industrialism or whatever it's like ah uh, i'm going to choose this and then that's why it's so uncomfortable because you're like this doesn't feel right exactly. you know <laughs> right. i should be doing something right now right exactly you know? i'm oh, not i'm it's... not contributing and therefore i'm not sig- significant yeah. yeah, which is a wow. huge fear for all of us, right? right. We want to be significant, but we are. Right, we are, and but the uh, significance anywhere but the kingdom is just a lie, mm. like it just is, and that's why, like, you want to talk about body embodiment, right? Rest means I'm embodying, like it's an embodied practice of be in the world but not of it. Mm. To me, wow, it's it's Jeez. a it's a way to go. Okay, I live here. I'm in this world, but the systems that define it don't right. define me. Right, and right, I, right, right. And right. I practice that in my physical, spiritual, emotional self. Right. And it is so uncomfortable. Yeah. It is so uncomfortable because everything around you, you have slave drivers in this world. There are pharaohs, right. very real ones. Mm, yeah. And they, some of them live in your head, you know? Right, yeah. <laughs> and oh, my gosh. Yeah, so I, I'm getting... A little bit. So what is up. what does rest look like in a in a day or in yeah. a lifestyle? Yeah. Is it is it more than sleep? Yes. <laughs> sleep sleep is really important. Um, but rest is a little different. So for me, like we have a hammock. Um, we love to like lay in the hammock. Rest in the hammock is wonderful. Mm. Any mm. place you can get suspended between like earth and sky, there's something like holy about that. <laughs> mm, yeah. Um, <laughs> For me, I love to like rest in scripture too. Mm. Um, I'll read scripture and then I'll just sit with it. Mm. Like mm. this is my dad's old chair over here in my house and I love to sit there some days and and just be present with the word of God and like and and try to hear him say it, not like all the people who've read it to me say it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um yeah, uh, and it's going to look different for everybody. Like mm-hmm. um you can you there is active rest sometimes. Like I know Aaron plays he'll he'll sit here at the piano or he'll get on his guitar and he'll just like sing spontaneously. Yeah. And that is a restful place for him. Mm. Um but yeah, it can look like reading a book. It can look like laying in the sun, you know? Mm-hmm. Um so again, it needs to be for its own sake or for the sake of like uh, acknowledging God's presence, obviously, but not geared towards like, um, if you get to a place where you're like, well, I'm resting so that I will be more productive. Something gets robbed out of you. I can't explain it. Um, and so then again, it's a formation and a practice to just detox from that cultural mindset. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think anything where you feel, you can feel your, your, your body shift to like, um, 
a relaxed state, um, a great meal can be rest, right. you know, mm-hmm. like a great meal mm-hmm. around a table with friends mm-hmm. can yeah. be rest. Huge. Anything that, that helps you remember that you are a limited created being, yeah. but there's still, there's so much delight and joy and permission in that right. reality. It's not this like terrible, you know, like I'm limited. No, I'm not, I'm not limited. You can't tell me I'm limited. Right. Like partner with that. Right. I'm a limited created being being and that's so beautiful like right. yeah. oh because it means there's a god and and i'm not him mm, right aaron, aaron always <laughs> sings hallelujah at that hallelujah. point uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely so yeah wow that's a, and it's when you were talking about these things it's almost like those can all be happening at the same time oh yes yeah you know you could be in rest be in delight and be in worship in the same moment yes you know? absolutely and filling our lives with those moments at I can totally see how that would help anybody just live more whole, you know, be fully present, be fully and feeling alive and vibrant Mm -hmm. with our attention, our affection going to Jesus and and the healing that can come from that. Right. That's beautiful. I really think most people like you can hop on Instagram and find lists of things you can do for healing and, and, and wholeness practices. Right. But I think what you guys do on your podcast and and what I wanted to kind felt kind of to talk about today was really like creating that bigger form, formative lifestyle yeah. that helps you slow down and helps you shift your heart to receive more of who God and Holy Spirit and mm-hmm. Jesus really are, you mm-hmm. know? And and I love that you brought up the like be complete as I am complete. Right. Because all of that then is directed towards I'm drawing nearer to Jesus. I'm seeing yeah. him more perfectly. So then I get to like my face gets to shine, right? Like Moses coming down off the mountain. I really want that to happen to me someday. Like I just want a shiny face one day. So from like time, <laughs> a shiny face. time spent in God's presence. Yeah. I, I say it half joking, but I really like it would be like a big deal. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. People are like, why not? Yeah. <laughs> but they'd be like, what are you, what's your skincare routine? <laughs> time with Jesus. <laughs> yeah. What's your skincare <laughs> routine? Jesus, that's it. Yeah. yeah. That's huge. That's yeah. awesome. Well, thank you, Tracy. Yeah. And I think that you, you accomplished the mission that you wanted to. <laughs> yeah. With, you know, giving a bigger picture of what does it really mean to, to live whole? Because you, what you said, there are all kinds of practices we can look up online, right. no, yeah. for meditation things and th- like things to do for like ideas for rest or yeah. we've talked know, about a lot of them yeah. like as far as you know getting self-aware and you know yeah and starting yeah. to be a, uh, you know recognize what's actually going on in your body getting language to to be able to actually express what's going on yeah. like get the right right to language identify. you know in your little tool belt you know yeah um um, so that you can actually like communicate what's going on and then obviously relationships and community and noticing blind spots. There's a, there's so many different ways that yeah. we can, we can step into the the fullness of, right. of living whole, right. you know, but, but I think those, those Sabbath things are, are super crucial that you share. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. thanks for letting me kind of wander all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was, it was so great. Good. Yeah. It was, it was so, perfect. so good. We wandered everywhere we needed to. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they wandered yeah. and they overcame. Amen. That was a book. No, I, I have no idea. I just said <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to be my future one. Yeah. Anyway, well, thank you so much, uh, guys, for joining us on episode 28 of Your Brain and God. Thank you again, Tracy, for mm-hmm. being awesome and so full of wisdom. Definitely going to 
this is our yeah we're gonna have you on again you're just great <laughs> you're so so great well thanks for having me yeah yes, of course absolutely of course of course yeah so make sure that you guys follow on spotify and itunes instagram tiktok youtube all the goodies uh tell your friends you know what i'm saying this is uh this is awesome this is what we love to do you guys are amazing and we'll see you uh in a couple weeks love you guys